0: Hey, DJ. Yo. What's your take on three jelly auctions in 60 days? Well, you know, listen, I know a couple of
1: people have kind of fussed about that a little bit. I, Me, personally, I don't think that that's a bad thing. All right? Obviously, it would be really nice to know when they're coming, but it's also up to the player to determine whether or not. We even covered this in an episode. Are you sufficiently prepared? Like, do you have the materials necessary to score... X number of points, and based on historical data from the auctions, you can then decide whether or not you're going to be competitive. You know, I personally don't have a problem with the auctions with the multitude of them because I think ultimately it drives the price down, you know. Uh, But should an individual player play in all three auctions? Of course not. Absolutely not. You should be gauging, you know, you should be watching, gather the data, see what points are winning and then map out your route at some point and see how many points that you can spend in a particular auction to get what you need. Um, the fact that there's more of them available, I think just drives the price down of the jelly, which I think is a very, very good thing a year and a half later. But, you know, some players, this goes back to the completionist idea, the completionist attitude where I've got to play in everything. I, I just don't think that players should be playing in every auction. I think you should choose the auction and which is going to benefit you the most and based on what you have prepared. Like for the Harrison auction that just ended the other day, I didn't spend a single point because I had just wiped myself out on the Spock auction. I knew I wasn't going to be competitive in the Harrison auction, so I didn't try.
0: No, I wiped myself out on the Harrison auction just because I finally got around to upgrading all my defense platforms because I'll need them at 38 once I make my way towards 39 and that helped me out a lot in the auction. But I also was saying how my take, your take on it in terms of what's is scopely is something coming with all the jelly pushing. Well,
1: maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'm not prepared to talk about that today. Uh, but you know, yes. Let me let me say this. 2 months ago, Scopely said, you know, that they were going to start working on the jelly economy. Maybe even three, four months ago, they said they were going to start working on that jelly economy and the four-star economy. Even last month, we saw a massive reduction to G4 costs. It didn't impact the jelly per se, but the jelly was already relatively cheaper. But look at the other side of that too. We are seeing last arc, guys, in 20 days, we saw six days of Parabellum and Jelly Brawl. Okay, like, those events are massively amazing. They are specifically meant for players to begin accumulating and amassing G4 materials. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think that Scopely is shifting towards seeing, uh, let me rephrase this. Scopely is shifting towards preparing more people to own and operate the Jellyfish. Um, you know, three auctions. Yeah, it's driving down the price. It's going to make it easier for people to get blueprints. Uh, Maybe you don't win the auction, but if you win, say, 25th place in five auctions, that's all you need to build the Dagon thing. So it's getting a little bit easier for players to, you know, not spend as much but still kind of chip away at it. And then we've seen – we saw six days of Jellyfish Brawl and Parabellum in a 20-day arc. Six days of it. I mean, to me, that's a massively well-paying event. And I love the fact that we saw six days of that. You know, on top of that, Scopely seems to be responding to those who love the faction hunt. We got three days between the last arc and we got three days this arc. We've got a cow. We've had Apex. I mean, Scopely's giving us all the events that we asked for. So, I think that, yeah, I think there is some preparation afoot. I think there is some writing on the wall where Scopely says, hey, listen, you know, the G4 ISS Black Jellyfish is, is going to be a little bit more available and a little bit more prominent, and it should be. It's 18 months old. So, the premium uh, access or the premium content that was available to players specifically who would spend a great deal of money on it before now you know maybe we're seeing that introductory or that premium content or that premium introductory period is starting to close to a, you know starting to draw to a close
0: and i gotta give props to scopely because this for the first time in a while this between arc period they just jam-packed it with events finally instead of dead space
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been good. You know, three days faction hunt, Cal. uh, Of course, Apex was right there at the very beginning of it. Um, Yeah, it's been good. And I would like to see this kind of present itself between every single arc, you know, if there's enough time for it. Um, this This is actually good. This is why I like shorter arcs. You know, I used to always say 24 and 27 day arcs to me were too long. This new 20 arc thing that they've been doing, they did a 20-day arc in January. Uh, They did a 20-day arc in December. Then they did a 20-day arc in February. I think this has been a really good model. I like the 20-day arc because then you've got, you know, eight or nine or ten days of downtime in between. And, you know, Apex is three days. uh, Cow is three days. And they gave us three days of faction hunt. So that's nine days. Um, And we've already seen that they've made an announcement for maintenance this coming Tuesday. So, you know, what they do in the month of March is interesting because you've got you know you've got a 31 day month. So let's assume that the arc so what's the day of the maintenance? I don't even know what today's date is. Today's the seventh, yeah. right? It's always a Tuesday, isn't it? It's always Tuesday slash Wednesday,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, right. So so today is the ninth. No, Tuesday is the ninth, right? Mm-hmm. Tuesday's the ninth. So let's pre- Let's pretend that we've get a, we get another 20-day arc. That puts you up ending on March 29th. Um, then you've got two more days to close March. And then say they start the new arc, and I haven't looked at April's calendar. Uh, let me see. April 6th.
3: Mm-hmm. April
1: 6th. And is that a Tuesday? Yeah, April 6th is a Tuesday. So, so yeah, if you, if you start on the 9th, you got 20 days. That puts you on the 15th, 22nd. That puts it ending on Sunday, the 28th, right? Or the last day of the arc being on 28th. So technically it ends on the 29th at noon. So then you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight event days between the end of the arc and Tuesday, April 6th. Eight event days sounds great. That sounds like three apex, three cow, and two faction hunt. You know, I, I like this style of timing. I really, really do. Um, I like the shorter arc, and I like, you know, our staple events kind of coming in between the monthly recurring series, if you will. I like it.
4: You also left out, you can get jelly prints in TC now, and anybody can do 39 Epic Kamadas, pretty much, in any alliance. So, it's another way yeah. to get blue prints.
1: Yeah. Yes, it is. So, you know, the jellyfish is definitely loosening up a little bit. Scopely loosening their grip, which I think is only a good thing. You know, I mean, we've had this argument many, many times over the last entire year. When does premium access actually become available to everybody else? And it looks like we're, we're starting to see that now uh, with the jellyfish, because let's face it, you know, in that bracket you know maybe people are still spending millions of points but but I don't know I haven't seen it for a while but some of the leaderboards and stuff I see I mean listen yeah first place might still be scoring 3 4 million points maybe 5 or 6 which is a lot but if you scroll all the way down to the 25th place a lot of those are less than a million points so for a relatively inexpensive spend you know maybe You know, maybe you guys just hang on to one or two of those upgrades that that you've been saving up for, and maybe try to run them during a jellyfish event, and maybe you get top twenty-five. And for a lot of people, that's probably twenty-five shards.
2: It only placed in fifth place.
1: Oh well, maybe I'm. Is it really? Is it only fifth place? See, I haven't seen. I I I haven't had it for a long time. Sorry, guys. Well, so let me let me ask you. Let me let me ask you: What is what are the what are the scores look like compared to five months ago or six months ago?
5: So on mine right now,
2: it's five point three million for first, four point three for second, three point two for third, then one point eight and one point
1: four. I mean, I got that is
4: twenty six million. So
1: I was going to say that's that's less than half of what I got mine for, and I got mine for less than a half of what Wham got his for, you know? So, I mean, obviously, driving down the price is absolutely working, you know? Maybe the ne- next thing that they do is is maybe draw open the leaderboard a little bit, potentially. But maybe they don't need to. I mean, obviously, they're still wanting to make money off of it. They're still going to try to make as much money off of it as they can, but they are recognizing that the premium price tag on this ship is is drawing to a close, you know? Now it's going to be... Now it's going to be uh, something that is a little bit more available to a lot of other people.
5: Well, DJ, you also have to remember the payouts also vary per server population.
1: Still, so probably server one ninety two probably has one spot like they've always had. So, but I mean, you also got to think. I mean, how many people on server one ninety two by now don't have a freaking jelly? I mean, how many jelly auctions have there been in the last eighteen months? You know, and there's only eighty nine players on that server, so. I mean, eventually, everybody's going to get what they need.
3: Something is only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. And that means the market's dropping, the cost is dropping. Yeah. And although, although one... there will be a new ship coming out for those high levels.
2: Yeah. One, one comment that I did read on the official Discord was they, they combined both the Jelly and the Harrison events. So you couldn't really do one or the other. If you're going for Harrison, you were automatically going for Jelly, even though you may have already gotten the Jelly.
1: Remember. Uh, so now, unless they changed it. And again, I did not participate, so I did not look. Was was Harrison a G3, G4 spend? Because he's always been domination.
0: Yeah, you can do both at once. They're a different point. You just actually, you can go yeah. off if you're doing stuff like defense platforms to spend on commons and then get the power increase for your Harrison auction.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So they, are,
1: they do have different scoring metrics. And, of course, they can be, uh, they, they can be uh, worked at the same time. But, I mean, obviously with some planning, you know, with some careful planning, you can't just by default click a button and, as we have seen in the past, score in two different auctions. You know, like for example, when they ran a Kirk auction last, uh, I think in January, they ran a Kirk auction at the same time as the jelly auction. And, you know, those had the exact same scoring metric of G3, G4 spend. The other thing you got to remember, too, is for the most part, and I have seen some reports of this uh, not happening, but for the most part, it does appear to be happening, is that most players who have a jelly no longer get to play in that event. So even if, somebody wants to spend in the harrison auction that doesn't mean that they're taking spots away from somebody in the jelly auction i don't have that event i don't ever get that event anymore now and and for i would say a vast majority of people that's true i have seen isolated reports of some people i have seen isolated reports of some people that are still in the jelly auction despite already having one and And I don't know if that's just a bug or a glitch or if it has to do with the way that they acquired their jelly. You got to remember, there's multiple ways now to get a jelly. And we have definitively proven that the conditioner or the uh, conditional qualifier is not just owning a jelly. It is some type of acquisition method uh, of that jelly. Uh, I have even hypothesized that you would have to win the total number of blueprints necessary to build the jelly specifically from those events before you get disqualified from the event. Meaning that if somebody accumulated say 90 blueprints from that event, from that auction, but then had their last 30 blueprints from Armada's that the next event, they would still see the jelly auction. You see what I'm saying? So that's a hypothesis. It's not been confirmed or verified by Scopely, but, but even that doesn't hold 100% 100% true you know I've had some people say well you know I had 40 blueprints from Armadas and then I won third place and the jelly auction and now I no longer get the event and it could also be here's a new twist on that it could also be have you gotten your 120th blueprint from that event you know maybe maybe um maybe that's the difference maybe somebody who doesn't finish the jellyfish with that particular event, still gets the jelly auction, you know, as compared to, as compared to if they, if they, you know, had 30 and then won the last 90. So it could have something to do with actually obtaining the 20th print from the event. I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't have an answer, but I don't get the event anymore. I don't see it. And I've got enough blueprints to build a second jelly, but good God, I can't even afford the first one. So forget that. DJ, go ahead.
0: Have you already discussed the military supremacy? I'm just logging
1: in. (laughs) Oh, military supremacy. So, you know, here's the thing. Military supremacy has always and continues to evade me. And, Snake Eyes, I'll even point out, this particular Supremacy event seemed to open up to a lot more players, especially players who have not gotten them repeatedly in the past. Now, crazy enough, I still did not get it. But I know that I got messages from tons of people. Truck and Chick, Sobex, um, just to, to name two that are right off the top of my head. I got messages from dozens of players who got Supremacy Now for the first time ever or the first time in six months or the first time in ten months. I mean, it, it was crazy. I think that they probably changed that query yet again because it, it so many more people got it this time. And uh, And I'm glad. I'm glad that people were able to get it, but not everybody. Still not yet. I didn't get it.
5: Well, I gave up on trying to figure it out six months ago.
1: Yeah, I haven't I ain't gonna lie, I haven't put a ton of research into this because I told you it's my belief that they have continued to modify the query every couple of months. The very first time that we thought we had solved it back with Rev News, what, Snake Eyes, a year ago or maybe eleven months ago? When we, like, thought we yeah, solved 10,
5: eleven months. It,
1: when we thought we solved it, uh two or three months later it changed. All right. And then I noticed another change in the summertime and I noticed another change in the fall time. And now we're seeing another change. I think that that query continually evolves. I think it continues to change. Because Truck and Chick, what did you say? This was the first time you've gotten it. What? Since it's Ops the very 20. first
6: time. Twenty eight.
1: Ops, yeah. Ops twenty eight This is the first time she's ever gotten it since Ops twenty eight. Sobex told me that this is the first time he's gotten it since Ops 20. You See, know for What I don't understand is
6: it. I'm 35 and I have an auger. I don't understand why I got it. Nothing changed between this run and the run before in my account.
1: Except for the query changed. And that's what Except I'm saying. We, we, we have always said that we believe that the query is constantly tweaked. And I think this is an, an exact evidentiary point of that. Sobacks getting it for the first time since Ops 20. Truck and Chick getting it for the first time since Ops 28. Um, and, and you were not alone. Dozens of players talked about the fact that they haven't gotten it in months or a year or more and and suddenly got it. The only thing that has changed is this query. The query has changed in some shape or form. Uh, and, and listen, I time- don't... I don't I don't expect that not to happen. I'm actually glad it's happening. That means more people are getting it. Um and I'm happy about that. I still wish that I knew what the formula was, but as long as people are getting it and more people seem to be getting it, then I guess that's not a bad thing. Me personally, I didn't get it and I'm not brokenhearted about it. I do not want to grind five hundred hostels in three days. I don't. I thought it's a okay. thousand.
2: I do have a question, DJ, if you don't mind. It's El Chipo. What's
1: up, Cheapo? Go ahead, buddy.
2: So I wanted to ask if any of the 39-plus actually got the event, or is it just uh, the people from 28 to 38 over?
1: No, we, I have seen evidence of military supremacy all the way up to Ops 42, which is... That makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Because at 42 that's when you can build your first G4 faction ship. I am not aware, and somebody could correct me, I am not aware that anybody has actually received supremacy at 42 or beyond. I don't think that I've seen that. But that's not to say that it couldn't present that way in the future. I mean, obviously, they're continuing to work on this query. Obviously, it has changed a couple of times over the last year. So I wouldn't see that it would be impossible to incorporate those players if they wanted to, but I've not to date seen any documentation on anybody forty-two plus getting it. Um, that said, I've been at thirty-nine for many, many months, and I have not—you know—I haven't gotten the—I haven't gotten the event since I was Ops thirty-four. The last time I got it was at Ops thirty-three. Once I turned Ops thirty-four, I never got it again.
5: Should and it's I a, got it's a, for it's the first eight months three. it was available.
1: Do what, Snake Eyes?
5: I got it for the first eight months that it was available.
1: And then all of a sudden it disappeared on you, didn't it? Correct. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know what the query is. Uh, I have told you guys in the past that, that Scopely knows that I'm dying for this formula, uh, and they tease me about it all the time, which is, <laughs> which is probably all the more reason that I'll never get it. Like This is, this is one of their small pieces of joy is uh is letting us sweat it out but as long as it does continue to iterate and more and more people are getting it i think it's a good thing
3: i just wish the rewards were better
1: you know the rewards do probably need to be slightly scaled i agree i looked at the rewards today uh somebody sent them to me uh a player who got it for the very first time ever as a matter of fact this player was an ops 34 uh snake eyes he had messaged me yesterday he was an ops 34 he got to supremacy for the first time ever, and then he was like, oh my god, I'm a fresh 34, and I've got to kill 500 level 40s, he said, man, that feels excessive, and I'm like, welcome to the club, welcome to the club, so then he showed me his rewards at Ops 34, now granted, at Ops 34, those rewards were not bad, but, you know, this event was originally written back in, what, Snake Eyes, November of 19. So it may be due for a facelift. It may be due for a rewrite, as far as the reward structure goes, because based on the rewards he showed me, which again were Ops 34 rewards, based on the rewards he showed me, I wouldn't even probably complete the event. I mean, it's not worth 500. It's not worth 500 hostiles for six rare crystal. You know, which I don't have my
5: to
6: It's It's What no? There's plenty of uncommon. It's worth it. It's so worth it.
0: But it's also like a quarter
1: of a battle pass milestone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely dated And I'm not saying it's not worth it For me, i got to be honest with you I don't know what it looks like for somebody who gets it at Ops 39 Okay, I, I honestly don't if somebody, if somebody at Ops 39 got it, I'd love to see the payout you know. And then I would probably determine whether or not I would do it But i got to be honest with you, like I said a few minutes ago At Ops 39, where I'm at here today It would have to be a really good payout for me to want to go kill 500 level 40s you know like 500 is a lot especially when the entire galaxy's hunting them so now yeah of course i could go up to dark space that would give me an advantage i could go up to dark space and do it there but my argument has always been that the dark space hostels right wham the dark space hostels don't pay as good as like Urspa and groombridge so i would want to hunt there but i mean if there was 50 people in there hunting I mean, I had a hard time doing my dailies today, Wham, because everybody was in and Groombridge killing the forties. There's thirty nines yeah, everywhere, but no forties.
3: Mean,
6: it's it's five hundred reds over the course of three days. You know, if you pace day, yourself day, day. and and split it out, it's not that hard.
1: I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying like I, I'm not saying hard. that it is. I'm not. Hard let hard me hard. let me rephrase. I'm not discouraging anybody from doing it, but uh, it to me to me it's a little bit faction hunting right it's a little bit grindy and as i have grown older in my progression and i know this is going to sound weird but guys the economy changes a little bit wham will tell you like wham is rating as enjoyable for you today as it was six months ago
4: only if they have dill and no
1: try or par okay i mean guys the game's mechanics change slightly as i have grown deeper by the way i haven't even said this to my own alliance here today uh, wham! I pressed the button for Ops 40. Alright? Um, I, I felt like my time here at 39 has has been great, but I'm pretty much tapped out and it, and it's time for me to take the next step, so I pressed the button for 40. Now, granted, it's not a quick thing, guys. That's a 129-day build. Alright? Uh, I'll probably speed it some, but I'm not spending 60,000 latinum to speed this thing up. So, I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it cook for a little while. But um, here's the thing, and and this is kind of what players like me and Wham and JB have said. Even Faction Hunt, it's just a little bit grindy for what it gives, and and I feel that way personally about Faction Hunt, or I mean about Supremacy. Now, by the way, let me be very very careful when I say, for those of you in your mid to low thirties who are getting Supremacy, by all means, complete it if you can. It's a great event. I used to love that event because the payouts were really, really good. As Wham says, though, the payouts today are slightly dated uh, as compared to a battle pass, and I don't know if I personally would find value in those rewards, especially at my level. So your needs will change. Your needs will evolve. So if for somebody says, oh, it's great, it's great, I don't doubt it. I bet it is great. But eventually, your focus is going to shift a little bit based on the needs of the game You know, at whatever level you eventually grow to. You know, I love to raid. I do love to raid, but I tell you, it's, I'm with Wham, it's really cumbersome anymore. Raiding, raiding is tough. Today, I spent four billion steel punching the button to Ops 40. Four billion. Now, it would take me, take me by myself, probably what, Wham, 10 to 12 hours to raid that much? Maybe not quite four. that
4: much. About, about four if you had a Maybe six. Liner.
0: I was going to say six, maybe four yeah. to maybe four to six. I still stand four by four to six a solution here. There's a solution for all this, and that is finally just releasing prime cargo capacity research. Yeah, I'm not saying up. that. I, you know what? I'm not saying that. That's not, that that's not coming. You know? Yeah, I
1: mean, I, mean, I don't. I, are I'm outdated.
4: Not, the size of cargo they need a. It,
1: you know, and and let me draw let me draw attention to this. We've we've identified three things in the last 20 minutes that are outdated in the game. Um. I think that Scopely would do well to take a, a time out, Not even from an arc. I mean, you know, just to dedicate time from a developer, to, you know, from Ops, to dedicate one or two people from Ops for a span of, say, 15 or 20 days to going and rehashing old stuff. Miners, events like Supremacy, or even, gosh, let's go back over to Mega Miner and Call mm-hmm. to Arms. You know, those event payouts were horrendous. But those events haven't been in the game for a year and a half. If we want to reuse some of that stuff, which I think we should, then they should be scaled for today's economy. Everything else scales. packs scale, reward scale, battle pass scales. So if we're going to rehash some of these old events, and I think we should, because some of these old events are very nostalgic and were a lot of fun, then they should be rehashed and reintroduced. And I don't think that it takes a great deal of time uh, to do something like that. I mean, if you set... If you set a live ops guy for two weeks, then I think you could probably touch on most of the old events and then bring him back for a flashback Friday or bring him back for, you know, a retro weekend. I think that would be a lot of fun. The easiest way. Would well, DJ, I think one of to, the biggest
5: uh, problems is people have gotten spoiled to Battle Pass so that anything compared to Battle Pass, the rewards are just horrible.
1: As long as people remember that battle pass is the number one way, and that these other events are gravy. I mean, you got to remember, even battle pass was redesigned so that the entire month's worth of events were put into the battle pass. That's fine. So people got to remember that the other stuff is gravy. On the other hand, stuff that like supremacy, five hundred hostiles at level forty. You know that that cost not only in time and repair is different than it was a year and a half ago way i'm sorry to interrupt what was your point i said the easiest
4: way waveform is to increase all ships cargo by a percentage let's say 25 percent, and they come out the research for five at a time for five increases you know what i'm saying yeah that'd be the easiest way and fix all ships <clears throat> all ships should increase all your warships all your miners everything because there's so much more resources than there used to be you know in, in somebody's inventory
3: I mean talk that's true Talking about military supremacy my level 18 has to kill 526s and the reward isn't even worth it for the end it's 25 t2 crystals for t3 it would be worth it but t2 isn't really worth
1: it for me yeah at tier two yeah uh that's your level 18 account now i do know you know i do remind people of this at at level 18... <laughs> at level 18, you are still in the tier 2 world. You're still in the G2 world there. Uh, we've even seen this with Battle Pass. We've seen... The, I mean, obviously we know that the Battle Pass and the G3 economy is not introduced until Ops 20. So do keep that in mind, Chipo. You are still in G2 territory. Um, but G3 territory will begin at Ops 20. Um, and again... Aside from speed ups and maybe some Latinum or something somewhere, getting to Ops 20 from a fresh start in this game is is relatively easy these days. You know, uh, I've, I've actually got a guy in my alliance who created a new account just for, you know, poops and giggles, created a new account and wanted to see how long without spending a single dollar, and he did not. Now, he, you know, he did everything in the game that he could to, fast-track this or do speed-ups. He used all his latinum on speed-ups, et cetera, et cetera. But he wanted to see, how long does it legitimately take a free-to-play to get to Ops 20? He did it in less than 20 days. It's, yeah, it can no be way. done. Yeah.
5: Um, well, uh, here's, here's what saying. I remember about military supremacy. I got it first on server 15 in December of 2019, and I was the only person on the whole server that had it. I was a level 29 I had to kill uh, 500 chips in five days. That was how it first presented itself.
1: Was it five? They, See, the very first time they, I got it, I think it had dropped to three, or maybe it was four.
5: Yes. When they, well, when they came out with it in January, they dropped it to four. When they came out with it in February, they dropped it to three, and it stayed at three. Now, at 29, I had to kill level 34s in the five-day one. I was still at level 29, then January when they dropped it to four days, and I went up to 36s. And after that, it all gets blurry because I kind of jumped up to 34 pretty quick. But if I remember correctly, above level 32, it just got to where it was a grind and not really worth the rewards.
1: The rewards being worth it. Definitely subjective. I'm never going to tell a player it's not worth it. Uh, especially if it happens to be offering exactly what you need, which in this case, uh, from what I saw, it was offering rare crystal, and probably uncommon crystal. Well, we've said crystal yeah, is one of the uncommon. biggest bottlenecks. Yeah, crystal one of the biggest bottlenecks in the game, especially in that low 30 range, so I don't think you know you should do anything to pass up any yeah. crystal. Yeah, uh, and but...
2: uncommon gas and crystal.
1: But but I will say this, you know, obviously there are certain events and certain things that do pay better, and so it might feel like it's not as worth it. But on the other hand, if you're doing everything you can to amass every spare drop of Rare Crystal, then you're going to do everything you, you know, you're going to do every event that pays it, um, yeah. regardless of whether or not it is quote-unquote worth it or not, because it's still just adding to your stockpile. Even though that event might be really grindy, You might have saved yourself two weeks down the road of refinery uh, in picking up, you know, that fifty uncommon crystal. So it's worth doing just to simply add to the stockpile. But ultimately, you're the one that's got to decide is it worth the time? Because yes, it is. It is grindy.
2: And but if you're also like for me, I'm ops thirty seven and doing it. I need that, those levels, in a sense, for my dailies, 39 and 40. So if I go to Groombridge, I'm killing those anyway. So even if I only get two or three tears out of it, that's still better than no tears out of it. That's true. Well, so you yeah, also, you don't have to finish it. Yeah.
5: You and also have, have, have to remember, also, but, yeah. it, it always seems to run with uh, Crucible of War. Yeah. So you're hitting these hostels yeah. anyway.
2: Sorry. Yes.
4: And you need the parts for your your grade four ships, and you need the faction for your rep for your whatever you're building. So I mean,
1: it forces you yeah, to the, do it. So I'm do it. Yeah, the fact the fact that they're all married together. And you know what? Yeah, I probably should walk back what I said. I'd say I don't know that I would grind it all out. Your Snake Eyes is right. I'd be doing over half of it just with my normal routine. So yeah, I'd pr- I guess I could probably finish it out. I'm I just... I, I do... You know what? That's funny, Wham, since you point out that they are married to each other, and Snake as you point out that they're married to each other. If it were a standalone event, then yeah, I probably would be out. But, you're right. The fact that it's over three days, Trek and Chick said this as well, the fact that it's spread over three days and you're doing it with your dailies, and you're doing it with some of the other events and stuff that are going on Crucible of War and so forth, it it probably does make it less difficult to obtain. That's that's not a false statement. So I probably should What's be...
2: also Good with this is, is each of the tiers are evenly spaced. They're each 250, unlike a lot of other events where the final tier is just about double the first three tiers. Yeah. So at least oh. these are evenly spaced. And, you know, yeah, that's right. You I, don't I, have to do all of them.
0: Still I'll point out, though, making with faction hunt instead of cow.
1: I was going to say, I'm still going to point out one other thing that has spoiled some of the upper 30 levels players. And I definitely fall into this. I was actually having a conversation with the developer about this very thing. Folks, one of the things that has absolutely spoiled level 38 and level 39 level players is the capital cities. And before it jumps down my throat, hear me out. Okay? Killing a light trader in the capital city system, one, satisfies my entire crucible of war solo requirement. Just one. So I... Have, uh, I have become accustomed to fast-tracking my way out. I mean, there's a lot of them, right, Wham? Hostile Hunt is one. Yeah, I can kill, I can kill two traitors and be done. I can kill one traitor and be done with Crucible. So I have unfairly, definitely unfairly, uh, unfair to the rest of the community and unfair to Scopely, I have come to expect an event that maxes my payout with one or two hostile kills. Because I am now of the power where I can kill those. Wham! I don't know. I feel like those hostiles should not be 49 anymore. I, it's not
3: that
4: I don't think you should be able to kill them. You know, by ramming your ship at three times. I think they increase the 99 cutoff so that your ship actually dies. You know what I'm saying?
1: It wouldn't die though. It it wouldn't die though. If you time out over 100 rounds and then you hit it again, you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Get real of it.
4: timeout get rid of the timeout there is no timeout it keeps going until your ship blows up right cuz that's what would happen or should happen
1: i don't know i mean if i can kill if i can kill that thing in 300 rounds by triple tapping it if you remove the cap then i should still kill it in one battle but you're
4: you're waiting for your shields to regen right or most people are for some ship and you people to regen. Maybe not for an Enterprise, but a, but a, the D4 and augers, I watch them wait till their shields regen. I don't know if that's necessary or not. I'm not saying it is because I don't do it because I have a jelly, but it would be interesting to see hey, if they can't take it away if it would
1: stop that. Wham, you're exactly right about over. that. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dark Lord. I was going to say, I have just over a 3 million auger, and I can take three of them out without waiting for my shields to regen. If I wait for my shields to regen, I can get a 4th um, I am with Dark Lord when I say if I go up there with my auger, uh, I do not wait. Now, I'll wait for my shields to regen in between kill, like in between kills, but not in between taps. So if I hit it the one time and it times out, I immediately tap it again because I have not lost enough shield. Like, if you look, all right, you can tell this. If you hit one and you lose 80% of your shield, then you do need to wait because if you hit it again wherever your shield is when you start that battle is your starting health or starting shield health. So when you run out of shields, then it's 100% to haul, all right? So if you lose more than 50% of your shield tapping a, a, any hostile, then you need to wait for you to accumulate at least that much shield back. In my case, when I tap um, a capital city trader, I lose like 20%, 25%. So I immediately retap because you also have to remember while your shields are recharging, so are theirs. So um, if you if you don't lose if you don't lose enough shield to be able to do that twice in a row, then you actually take less damage on your second tap.
4: I'm not well, saying DK. people should be able to kill them, right? So if your ship's capable of killing, I'm like the guy that said he could kill three of his auger. That's fine. I'm not disputing that. It's the it's the people that should not be able to kill them that are doing it by. You know, triple sometimes quad taps, right? Killing it, hitting it four times to kill it. That shouldn't be allowed.
2: Yeah, yeah, but they would still but be DJ, able. to. Well, uh, well, I guess you're right. If they're waiting for their shifts to then yeah. they wouldn't be able to kill it.
4: Then they would not be able to it. Now the augur does have an advantage in that realm, but so does the enterprise. But it be the only. It may only affect the D four people.
0: Well, well, DJ, on an on a counterpoint there, I don't like the fact that. If you want to hit a 42, you're going to have to be 39, no more no less, you know. It, that doesn't it doesn't seem like it, it, if you can't just remove 49s and say good luck out there, there's no way that a ship that could easily like, you know, if you're between 36 and 38, you're going to have a ship that can easily kill 42s to 43s, but there's none available for you to kill. And that's Exactly. They don't Yeah. They, if they're going to remove 49s, they need to add mid 40s. As an access option for those below thirty-nine,
1: I agree. And 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 like I say, I, I've already done this once today. Let me walk this back again, and and forgive me because I'm just kind of hanging out in the car, and I'm a little bit hazy-headed today. I'm not not feeling the best. I didn't mean to suggest that they should remove the forty-nines. However, it it is. I mean, just from you know from the top down, just from a glancing perspective, it is the shortcut for thirty-nine level players, right? I mean. Who doesn't use that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who doesn't use that? So I it mean, is a shortcut. Yeah. So <laughs> and technically, so, 38 to so when I, should be able to reach 44s, though. They, so when, they, I, when I... Eventually. Well, yeah, but that's not how it is. That's, I mean, that's not technically... Well, I guess technically it is. A 38 can get into dark space. But what I'm saying is, you know, just from a glancing perspective, if I can go kill a light capital city trader, uh, and, and let me draw back full circle here. If one hostile kills, uh, you know, finishes my battle for glory then, of course, I'm going to look at 500 hostiles in a military supremacy and be like, ugh. You know what I'm so, saying? Like, most well, of my other events take one or two kills, and this one takes 500? Yeah, I'm going to take a hard pass on
4: that. Well, we brought this up before, but what you're really explaining is the point value is too high for the hostile you're killing. Because look at Cal. I mean, you could have a couple of people go and kill 49 traders, and they're worth, like, what, 500,000 points? Where they if I go lower kill 44, them. it's like 3,700 points or exactly. 3,750.
1: Yes. Yeah, so
4: yeah, yeah, That that's the problem is that the forty nine and the forty four, the difference in
1: points is not right. Does, too, the 44, does the forty four does the forty four actually issue more damage though than the capital the, city trader? No. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I so can Cap- kill
4: about sixty forty fours with my jelly now, yeah. and I can kill about thirteen, maybe sixteen uh capital city traders
1: yeah so so they're they're scaled appropriately for power. Uh, I agree with uh, I think it was your point and maybe Dark Lords it, it comes down to access. it comes down to access because they're still scaled appropriately for points. it's just the access to them So uh, but this is a perfect time for me to lead into my hint for Arc three um, and let me find it because I wrote it. So
2: that's why I, I got Hunt and Groombridge 40 or 41s and that's why it's perfect for this military supremacy (laughs) but yeah I wish I had 42s I could hit
1: so let me me scroll into my hint for today because this actually leads into it perfectly All right, and this is what I've written for the best of the best capital city system mechanics may no longer be a pet coming in arc 3 for the best of the best Capital City system mechanics may no longer be a pest. All right, now, that is a hint. It's very vague, but it uh, does allow you a little bit of insight into the fact that Scopely is recognizing the fact that more and more players are playing in this system. More and more players are playing in these systems. More and more players are now able to kill in these systems And uh, the biggest complaint now is something that we have talked about on this show, which is the spawn rate of the killable traders. There's a very small handful of players that can go through and actually take out those heavies. So I go back. Can you read
6: that one more time, DJ?
1: I will read it one more time. For the best of the best. For the best of the best. Capital City System mechanics may no longer be a pest.
0: So they're gonna improve it.
1: So heavies are n- going away. So it I d- sounds I didn't like say, you won't have any
0: thirties there anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, I didn't say. I didn't say heavies are going away. I'm simply stating, for the best of the best, Capital City System mechanics may no longer be a pest. Now, I'd love to hear what you guys are seeing. I'm looking at the chat. Blokemon says, "Oh crap." Snake Eye says, ooh, I get it. Bubba Joe says, no more traitors. Grudging Sue says, less heavies. Jerry Ryan is saying the same thing. More non-heavies. Big Country even saying, sounds like no more heavies. Um, it uh, definitely is open to a little interpretation there. But uh, you guys, I'd love to hear your reaction to that. Swagger is focusing on the first part of that hint and says, ooh, sounds like auctions. Oh, I'm with Crazy says, "Best of the mess, uh, best of the best, meaning big spenders? I don't know. I don't know. But that is continue. your hint of the day leading into Arc 3. For the best of the best, Capital City System mechanics may no longer be a pest.
5: I think it should be a new rule that they all have to rhyme now as well.
1: I, I, that's why I took a little bit of time to write this one. I did want it to rhyme. <laughs> yes, I did. I intentionally made this one rhyme. Can you do in a haiku so, next time? Uh, I, I don't even know how to write a haiku, to be honest with you. Uh, Kim, I'm I'm really, really curious. I'm reading through some of your guys' chats here. Uh, Stochastic says, maybe I'll actually go back to Saul for the first time in months. All right. Um, Captain Planet says, though, is it actually a pest for the best of the best? I don't know. Hey, DJ, a
3: um, haiku is uh, 575. Five syllables, seven syllables, and five syllables.
1: Oh, I could never do Definitely. that. I, I could never do that.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. I'd say more of a
1: fifty-fifty spawn rate. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to just the rhyming. It's hard enough for me to fit the words into into that rhyming. So, um, yeah, yeah, interesting that you guys are talking about. Grudging Sue says the point is what is actually the pest in the capital city systems that uh, could be uh, that could be the uh, the question there. Uh, it could uh, could be. Blokemon says it could be a new rule that means something in that system. Uh, Devil's Advocate says, what about the best of the worst? <laughs> I like a Devil's Advocate. Listen, the best of the best can have multiple interpretations. Okay? Um, let's talk about best of the best for a moment. Okay? Tell me, guys, what what immediately pops into your mind as far as best of the best? Let's talk about that for a moment.
2: Pike and People,
1: Okay, you're okay. Pike and Chen, uh, possibly. Uh, what? Uh, but Pike and Chen are arguably already pretty dang-on good in that system. Well, that's, uh, the best of the I would, best, imagine
0: is, I would imagine the pest is the other players going after the non heavies beside you. Okay,
1: so you're you're saying the spawn rate is the pest. Okay, let's focus on the first part though. What is the best of the best? This indicates that for some players, maybe not all players, right? For the best of the best, Truck and Chick says, okay, I get what you're talking about. Are we talking about high ops-level players? Okay. Uh, Scaly back. Um, what are you talking about? Confirmation into what? You're going to have to explain. All right, Tabby Moses People says, I don't know.
0: way above their, uh,
1: their class, no. their um, ops limit. Well, Maybe. Zek says, uh, could you be referring to people that want a jelly auction? Oh, well, maybe. So you're talking about spenders, okay? Spenders could be the best of the best. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Whales versus plebs, Blokimon says. Possibly. I don't know. All right. Epic Neo says, the best ships used by the best players. That sounds to me like a VIP or a whale thing. All right. Very possible. Moxavian thinking that it could be an auction officer. That boosts effectiveness in capital city systems. Although I hope not. He says. <laughs> All right. Maybe. Um, yeah. it. Uh, Commander Taylor says maybe a territory capture service. To help kill heavies. All right. Maybe. These are some good ideas that you guys have had here. Some good ideas here. Scaly says higher spawn rates. Means less waiting. For the light capital city traders. Scaly I like the way you're thinking.
0: What I like like to see is if they retune the heavies to be killable by like the 45 plus ops players, like the best of the best, so that, you know, instead of heavies being around untouched, they're focused on by the 45 plus players while everyone who has been killing the light city traders can still kill them.
6: Let me ask, is there post level 38 when a player is able to enter dark space? Is there another system in each uh, faction space that has similar properties?
1: No. No, there's not.
6: So maybe, maybe the, that's the introduction. Maybe there could be new systems for you 38 plus guys who can make it into dark space to get those traders.
4: What if you actually kill a light trader? It spawns another light trader.
1: Possibly. I'm actually now receiving a a message from Anonymous. All right. Because again, who knows who actually listens to this show on a random basis? Shout out. Um, He is saying that quite possibly, maybe we should modify our hints slightly and say, for some of the rest, capital city traders may not be a pest. It's a very interesting play on words. Thank you for your. Suggested, mod- uh, suggested modification, maybe for some of the rest, capital city traders may no longer be a pest. I don't know. Uh, definitely a hint that is going to stir some conversation over the next 72 hours as we await the launch of Arc 3. Definitely, definitely. Blokemon says that is equally unhelpful. <laughs> Listen, I know. I keep going back and saying this. You guys have gotten spoiled by our leaks, by our ripping, of, ripping off of said Band-Aids. These are actual hints. These are vague innuendos. These are vague um, teases of something that may be coming. All right? So uh, perhaps we shall see some modification to uh, to something about the way these capital city systems are working. Housekeeping says, uh, DJs, are you confirming R3 on Tuesday? I am not. All I am simply saying is from the official Scopely Discord, we are entering a maintenance on Tuesday morning. And, um, you know, listen, I would imagine if you go back and look at the last several months, Several months worth of uh, maintenance releases, we do typically see a correspondence between maintenance day and arc launch day. Although they may just want to throw us off just to have a little bit of fun, too. Mm. Bubba Joe says, How about a vague innuendo that it is, in fact, TOS related? Uh, I'm not going to provide that to you, Bubba Joe. I'm not going to provide that to no. you. So, I mean, there you go. Now, Tony Rome says a new pirate ship to kill traitors. Uh, I don't know. It was also released in a previous episode It was also released in a previous episode that there would be no new ships introduced in Arc 3. Mm-mm-mm. Now what? Now what? No new ships introduced ship? in Arc 3. Jetski says will the next arc have an event store? I don't know. I guess it depends on if it's our last arc or not. The Haggis says, is a shuttlecraft actually a ship? Yes, I think by definition a shuttlecraft is a ship. By definition.
6: And you did tell us in the last podcast that there will be new officers, plural, right?
1: I did indeed say that. That new officers would be introduced. Scalyback says, so. (laughs) Scalyback says, so DJ, any new ships for Arc Three? No new ships being introduced in Arc Three. Protomatter um, says no new uh, Protomatter says no new ships, including no new hostels. I didn't say that. I said no new ships. What about old ships? <laughs> No Nothing. new ships. But, but DJ, technically, <laughs> no, no,
6: technically, when they gave us the sarcophagus for us to build for ourselves, it was not a new ship because it had been in the game
1: already. Mm. Oh, that is a very interesting play on words. I do think that you should trust the intent and trust the language of the hint. and And you guys know me, okay? I think you should trust the the intent of the hint, which is no new ships for Arc 3. And, uh, and I'm going to leave it there. I'm not... Uh, no, new what about no, no new ships. singular? No new ships. or ships. <laughs>
6: Singular or plural?
1: <laughs> what did you say, Wham? What did you no say, Wham? No ships for
4: us. There's got to be a hostile ship coming. Otherwise, the no. arc could be incomplete unless there's going to be a fourth Arc. No,
6: well, we get, they get new armadas.
4: 25.
6: Don't forget armadas, guys. <laughs> we haven't seen a... P.O.S. Mata. Stop
1: it. <laughs> Bubba Joe says, no new ships is not the same as a new ship. Um, yeah, Bubba Joe, you're, you're trying to bait me into explaining in further detail and I'm not biting today. I'm not biting today. No new ships are being released in Arc 3. Luck Buck says, yeah, we could worry about the word, uh, the use of the word new here. Will there be old ships, maybe an old enterprise released into arc three? Again, I go to no <laughs> new ships being so, released uh, in arc three.
4: I do have a, a weird thing. So, since you pointed out, you know, that Spock has a breast, can we get him get a bra or something to put on that? <laughs> in the next arc? Cover that yes. up. Yes, I can't yes. stop looking at it every time it starts. My game starts up now.
1: I will. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm glad that that is what you focus on. Spock must feel so violated. Um, You know, I will say this. Um, I have seen the new splash image. You know, they've actually been doing that. How long have they been doing that now? I guess the last three or four months, you know, where they redo the splash image when you load the game. Uh, I've seen the new artwork and as impressed as I have been with artwork over the last 30 to 60 days, I am equally as impressed with the new artwork. Uh, the, the artwork looks, it's beautiful. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful. As a matter of fact, the content creators have officially requested a full high resolution 4k image. Of the new wallpaper uh, or the new splash image to be used as a wallpaper for our machines, like our computers. It's a beautiful piece of art. I will say this. The art department has been on their game here lately. Beautiful, beautiful art. And
4: everybody's fully
1: clothed. Uh, It would appear that everybody is fully clothed in this one, yes.
4: Okay, thank you.
1: (laughs) I know know what you're driving at there. I've actually had somebody saying, are we going to get a shirtless Sulu? Uh, no, no inclination there. No hints regarding a shirtless Sulu. Um, but yeah, somebody said that they wanted to see a shirtless Sulu with a sword, like a katana. I don't know that that's happening or not happening. <laughs> Captain Planet says, yeah, whoever pointed out the Spock boob has totally ruined it for me. I'm very, very sorry.
3: I mean, if they're going to do a fourth arc, it could be Mirror Mirror, you know, Moo mirror, mirror, but with TOS, in it? I don't know.
1: I don't know. At this point, uh, we as a community do not know if there's going to be more arcs. Don't know. DJ, spell that for us. Is it N-O or (laughs)
5: K-N-O-W?
1: No new ships in ARC 3. That's all you get. That's all you you get. Yes.
6: Event store? Are we getting an event?
1: Event stores do typically occur within the final arc of a seasonal story. So, to answer your question on an event store, I don't know. Is this the final arc? We don't know yet.
4: I bet we're getting a new currency.
1: Thank you, Mark. There you go. Shirtless Sulu with a fencing stick, fencing sword. What do they call it? It's not a stick. Yeah, yeah. Rapier. Rapier. There. Thank you. A- you have to here. says but isn't a ship we can build yet i might have missed your first oh Dehaga says the constellation ship was introduced but is not a ship we can build yet yet here i am saying no new ships in arc three good god dj what could you what could you possibly mean i don't know that's the hint that's the hint Ah, a foil, Boaz. Thank you. Yeah, rapier, a foil. A foil is what I was actually thinking of. Can I still build one of my old ships, though? You can build anything that's in the game. Stop. (laughs) Of course you can build anything that's in the game. Bubba Joe asked a very good question. Oh, he says, are you making more or fewer videos associated with this patch as compared to the last patch? So, let's recap. Snake Eyes, help me out. In the last patch, we had our arc introduction video. We also had, uh, on the same day, we launched a video specifically on G4 repair costs. And the very next day, we launched a video on the ticketed event system. Is that correct? So, that was three videos within the first 24 hours, essentially. Uh, Maybe maybe 36 hours, if, if you're being technical about it. Now... Let's think about this, Snake Eyes. Help me out, all right? We're going to have our ARC introduction video. That always comes. ARC introduction video, that's one. Video number two, I know what we're doing, which will also be a same-day launch. Video number three, okay? Video number four, do we have a video number four? Yes, we do, don't we? Yes, we do. We have a video number four. Potentially. Potentially a video number five. Possibly. Yeah, I think so. Snake Eyes says probably five. That's what I'm thinking as well. I'm thinking five. So, oh, maybe six. Ooh, what are you thinking?
2: Is one of those about away missions?
0: Yeah. Does the number of videos start with an S? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to
1: talk to the producer. Uh <laughs> Crazy says, better list out specific topics. We can help you plan. Um That's funny. Yeah, no, uh Snake Eyes, I can think of five. I can think of five, but you must be you must have something else. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, yeah, maybe six. Maybe six. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I think I got the sixth one. Ooh, seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. Okay.
5: kiss me, you're just trying to get it to start to the next.
1: Well, I was already there at six. All right. I can, definitely, I can definitely think of six, and maybe we can split it into a seventh. Okay, there you go. There you go. Sounds like y'all are going to be busy. Uh, it is going to be busy. Now, obviously, listen, be, obviously, let's be clear. Not all these videos are going to come. In the first day or two, we we've actually got a calendar roadmap for the arc. So we've, we've picked some days, we've picked some launch stuff. Um, so we, we've got, you know, we've got our, our deployment schedule pretty much set out. I just have to, I have to sit down and record everything, which I haven't done yet. Snake eyes has been fussing at me. I need to get it done. I I told him I'll try to work on it tonight. (laughs) Guys, that's funny. Uh, JD seven. Is this a bigger update or a smaller update than territory capture? Oh gosh. I, I think I would have to say smaller. I mean, territory capture was one of the biggest updates of the year, I think. So, you know, as far as (laughs) snake, Eyes says, they did not tell us the file size. All right. That's fair. But as from a, from a content, from a content, uh, perspective, territory capture was pretty massive. So, by the way, by the way, do you guys want to hear some interesting data? By the way, shout out Tony Rome. Shout out Mr. Tal. Guys, how about this for some updated information regarding territory capture lag? During the last show, we had discussed Lieutenant Razik's theory. We discussed Lieutenant Razik's theory that territory capture lag was being caused by point accumulation and not by PvP or a bunch of people in a system. My goodness gracious. Lieutenant Razek may, in fact, have been completely accurate. We have video evidence from, right now, only one server, but one server who did this extremely, extremely well. Uh, very controlled. And by the way, thank you so much to server 131. European Server 131 executed this testing in an extremely scientific way, extremely controlled, and I want to say thank you so very much to European Server 131 for conducting not only uh, one, but two different and separate instances of testing in which they, in my mind, of course, now this is on one server, okay, this is on one server, but on their server anyway, They have definitively 100% proven that it is the actual event of the territory takeover. Folks, they pulled 250 ships in to a non-active takeover into takeover space and PVP'd perfectly and flawlessly for 30 minutes. I mean, just constant, repeated killing, fly back, kill some more. Ships were blowing up in their appropriate time. There was no rubber banding, or at least very little. People were moving around. The screen was not freezing. It was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, We have video up. Snake Eyes, there's number eight. There's number eight. I can tell you that one. We are planning on a video right here on the stuff that Tony Rome and Mr. Tal have coordinated on server 131. And uh, we will be uh, making that video and uh, definitely addressing that to uh, 123 Scopely Lane in Barcelona. This video proves definitively that territory capture lag has been introduced by the points accumulation system, which now is, it's awesome. This is a huge, huge step. In the, in the right direction because now we can maybe try to convince Scopely to deactivate points testing for just like one day. Like right now we've got no takeovers on a Tuesday, right? Let's see if we can maybe somehow convince Scopely to remove the points metrics from a day or two's worth of takeovers and just let alliances kind of battle it out during an active takeover where there's no points and see what happens there. But we have now on two separate occasions in four different systems been able to prove flawless and perfect PvP outside of the takeover window. Um, thank you very much to Mr. Tall and Tony Rome for conducting the testing after we called for it on this show uh, here about a week ago. The testing is beautiful. The video files are glorious. And folks, in my opinion in my opinion we have now found the reason for the lag now here's the trouble wham what's the fix because if you take out points accumulation how are you going to how are you going to score territory capture now that is a real conversation that needs to be had at this moment in time as we're preparing our feedback as we're preparing our reports and our evidence for scopely what is the preferred outcome how do you do territory takeover if there's no points being accumulated, at least not the way that we're used to? How do we do this now?
3: Hey, DJ, uh,
5: I, I don't know if the direction you're looking for, but uh, I'd like to point out that I did send a video about a problem with points accumulation a while back when I was collecting my daily. So points accumulation has been a problem for a while.
1: Well, you're not wrong. Points accumulation... It has not only been a problem in territory, but it's been a problem in many other events. Throw an edit marker here just for a second. got to step off mic for just a moment, okay? I'll be right back. So the,
4: I don't disagree. It probably is the points, but it, they only said 250 ships. That's one alliance for us, and we have seven alliances in one territory.
6: Yes, yeah, same <laughs> so, here.
4: So I, I'm not saying the, point, the points probably is 90% of the problem, but you got got seven times the number of ships in a system to say that's going to fix the lag.
0: You know, I kind of like, How are we going to change the points? How about just, you know, fix it?
4: Well, it'd be so nice it if they could put, like, a little circle, and you just had to be in the circle it calculated points. I don't know if that'd be easier,
0: but... I still think it should be 1v1, until they find a way to absolutely fix the lag.
6: No! But it's crazy. actually the points accumulation
5: that's the source of the problem, remember, guys? It's, it's a problem when you're collecting dealings, it's a problem when you're trying to rank on SLGs, it's a problem on all the events. You cannot uh, get your actual points because notifications is still broken. That's the source of everything. Points accumulation, notifications, they can't get it right.
1: So um, I just hopped back on Mike, and and hopefully you guys continue the conversation without me sitting right there. Um, But as I pop my earbuds back in, I hear you talking about points accumulation across the board, and you're absolutely right. Points accumulation has been, A significant problem all across the board for a long time in this game. We even talked about it on the podcast the other day. The worst time to be in the game is an event reset. It's a terrible time to actually be in the game because points are being delayed. We've heard people talk about points being delayed in their battle pass. We've heard people talking about Swarm Sunday and their points not accumulating for the milestone, this and that, uh, and them showing up several minutes later. And even on the last podcast, when we were first introducing the Razzic theory, which I am now going to refer to it as the Razzic theory, when we were talking about this theory, we even said, Ripper said, you know, I'm not entirely sure, you know, points accumulation. It usually happens, but it usually resolves. But my argument, my counter to that is it never resolves inside of one minute. It never resolves inside of one minute. It usually takes several minutes, five to six to seven, maybe 10, 15 minutes for lag to resolve itself uh, in a normal scenario. So how are we dealing with stacking on hundreds of points every single minute? The system DJ, never catches up.
6: It even affects your health, count, DJ, wherein
5: it reflects it your points from the previous help. Same with XP. Yeah. With officer
1: recruit. Well, XP, officer recruits, and helps, believe it or not, are actually caused by something different. It does literally actually show the previous score. Like if you if you test this in XP, it's that's not necessarily lag. You could wait 20 minutes and hit another hostel. It's still gonna give you the XP total from the last hostile hit that was eligible for XP. So that's a totally different bug, and I think probably just, you know, it's not reflecting the current hit, but there's a minus one somewhere, and so it's reflecting the most previous hit, which is strange and odd in and of itself. But the bigger issue here, uh, or the biggest correlation, the biggest comparison you can draw is with things like battle pass points at event reset and things like that. Okay, Jerry Ryan says, hey, I've got a solution. I'd love to hear it. Jerry Ryan, what do you think you Oh, there's Jerry Ryan. Okay. I got you back now. What do you think? What's your suggestion? Okay.
7: So what what I think is that they're tracking every ship in the system. So they're trying to what they're trying to do is um determine whether or not they're involved in the capture and then whether or not they should be counted in scoring at the turn of every minute. And my solution to this is to only track the people within the alliances that have joined so instead of tracking you know 150 to 450 ships track the ships of the 140, 210 280 people that are within the alliances that have joined you know I halfway wonder
1: and and I don't think you're wrong there but to that almost reeks of core architecture, right? If they've written their code in such a way that it's not monitoring the correct player base, or if it's running a bunch of loops to detect the eligible player base, it just ends up being too many calculations for the server to handle simultaneously. Well, can I throw a
3: counterpoint to that?
1: Okay. Okay. Well, if you're
2: saying that's what it's... Go ahead, JRR.
7: Uh, But that is already architecture within the game because um, the ability to determine who's on what alliance already is within the um, diplomacy screen. So that code has already been written. What I'm saying is you you apply that code to the territory catchers and then you don't need to count every ship in the system. You only have to count the ships that...
4: Are competing. Well I said this in the beginning just lock the system out to only the alliances that are in it and uh, that, would no. minimize, that would minimize that would minimize the it. amount of calculation that Something has to be do successful. because it'd only be two alliances or three huh? Joint. Huh? But
1: also, I, know, I but but maker.
3: Well,
4: The there's...
1: biggest reason the biggest reason that I have a problem with that uh, Wham and and I don't think Scopely is going to, to run that route okay Because one of the biggest reasons that territory should have been and still can be a success is that the little players have a way. The smaller alliances have a way to do it, okay? Even with the quote-unquote broken mechanics of now, smaller alliances can and do win. If you take away the support of their diplomacy, then... That actually becomes much, much harder now.
4: You're misunderstanding. Everybody can still pay, play. They just have to pay for it. Right? So they have to choose if it's worth it to go help the other alliance. But you well, can't pay for it if
5: you already it. own five territories. Well, well not you only, can only pay that. To
4: join. You can add a pay to join. If you got five well, territories, they okay. can give you an extra territory.
5: Right, but it can't
2: give you points then because you have five territories. Well,
1: that, well, that was going to be my argument.
4: You there to help. If you're going to help, that was
1: point. Well, that (laughs) was going to be my argument. Was this would be an interesting mechanic? Let Let's pretend that Wham is onto something here. Let's pretend that they did um, a pay to join for a supporting alliance. okay? Okay, that introduces a balancing mechanic for the alliances that are coming to support. Because if they pay now, they can score, which means they can't squat on the nodes anymore because they're going to outscore the alliance that they're there to help. They can't bring everybody because they're going to score more points than the alliance that they're there to help. Causing them to pay to join may, in fact, possibly limit their participation. Maybe. And maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't know.
0: That may, Maybe that's not a
1: bad idea
0: on the Wait, other you're hand. You're saying they have to join to help? Correct. But they can't join if it's anything like a tier one or, you know, not an adjacent tier two or tier three system. Well, if what, if, what if
1: you, yeah, what if you introduced a, um, what if you in- introduced a different mechanic? Let, let's say, for example, let's say, for example, that any alliance can pay to enter any territory. But at the end of that territory, it comes back and says, okay, you are not eligible. Let, let's pretend. Let's pretend that you did actually end up winning it. Let's change the mechanics so that anybody can enter any territory, but you can't keep it if it's not contiguous, if it's not related to, you know, if it's not connected to your own service. You kind of see what I'm saying? Maybe I'm not you, explaining you this well. Bully,
0: you can bully anyone out of territory and then drop it immediately saying, I guess nobody gets it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's I'm probably, not, yeah, that's not, a good that's idea. That's not what I'm
4: saying. That's not what I'm saying at you all. That wouldn't even be possible, no. what I'm talking about.
1: You Can't can only no pay
4: join get into the system. Otherwise, it blocks everybody out. And some people Wait, may do, not pay. The pay, join to pay button button. Button. No, it says, when you go to the territory, it says, do you want to join this this auction? And you have to pay so much. Let's say it costs uh, ISO for you to go in there. Right? If you're so not... You're saying,
1: you're saying create a totally different entry mechanic that is support only.
0: Yeah, like a, 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 a so. Screen
1: non non point scoring doesn't necessarily cost cores, or maybe it does. You know, but there is a, a support pay cost. entry. So yeah. like
0: join, join an entry and an entry only button side by side.
2: Or what if you create an allies entry fee? So it's my territory that I'm trying to take over to defend. I want DJs allies to help me. I will pay their entrance fee.
1: And
5: I get half points for their allies that are there helping. Hey, listen, li- listen, the, the points the
1: points are the problem. The points are the problem, guys. So we don't want to <laughs> count more <laughs> points.
4: You don't want to <laughs> count points. You want to minimize the about people going in, you know, by force yeah. to pay, not just getting the whole server back in there, because that doesn't solve the problem at all.
1: No, it doesn't. Well, even well, Snake DJ. Eyes even Snake Eyes points out here, how about we just take out the score until after the takeover is over? I don't think it's the display of the score snake eyes obviously i think it's the accumulation of the score i think it's the metric of counting points is what it is
0: i because right now my server we kind of have a kingmaker issue we have like a conglomerate of like 10 alliances that if you're not in the 10 alliance you don't get what you want because they're just going to overwhelm you so at the very least. Like I understand, Scopy wants to add, you know, assisting allies, PvP, and all. But I think, still think they should do something. to Implement a limit to the number of allies who can come in. Like even you can you can still have ten alliances paying that entry fee. But I still think that maybe you can only bring one or two ally alliances to assist you. It might be a more fair uh, way to go about it. This definitely deserves
1: conversation, and I can see some people, like Meow, saying. Man, this, I don't like any of these ideas because, you know, maybe her alliance relies on alliances and negotiations to get their territories. I know that there's a few alliances on our server that rely on the, the conglomerates to get them on the board. It definitely is going to be a polarizing issue. But now that we've identified the problem with territories, now we need to begin looking at a potential fix. And it may be different. It may look different than what it looks like today. Jerry Ryan says we need to fix the lag first. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Jerry Ryan, if the core architecture of the game is not going to allow for the lag itself to be fixed. And and this is where, you know, this is where I caught a little bit of slack on the last show, or caught a little bit of flack on the last show, is developing workarounds. But this one would have to be Scopely's workaround, right? Because territory capture does not work as it is right now. I mean, it does. It does. Functionally, it works. But the player experience, which they hold so near and dear to their hearts, the player experience is miserable. So we need to develop a way to preserve as much of the player experience as we can and preserve as much of the integrity of territory capture as we can that is available now and not two years from now with an architectural rewrite For example So there has to be a way For us to rescore the points and, and I'm here to tell you I would be willing to bet Now this is the next test that we need to try to do Maybe server 131 You guys have been phenomenal uh, Maybe we need a, a, another test Like this or we need a server to volunteer To do this We need somebody To bring the entire server To PvP in an active takeover with no point getters. That's the next test that we need. We need to see if it's the event itself that is causing the problem. If you, if you bring in five alliances to PVP during an active takeover in that takeover system but nobody is actually contesting that takeover, like nobody is actually trying to get points, do we still see the lag? Because that will tell us something else. That will tell us if if uh, and I don't I'm sorry, I don't remember who brought up this idea. That will tell us if they are actually counting every ship in the system and checking qualifications, or if it is truly the point accumulation of the point getters that is causing the lag. because if you if you bring five hundred ships into PvP, during an active takeover, but nobody is getting points, then in theory, the PVP should be equally as flawless and as perfect as it was outside of the active takeover. If it is not, if it still lags out and it's miserable and terrible, then that proves that they are checking every ship for qualifications. And maybe that is something that can be done to mitigate the lag. Maybe that particular scoring metric can be rewritten. But if it is the takeover itself, like let's say that they come in and there's no point getters and the PVP is perfect, then now we know it is literally plain and simple, the accumulation of the points and that mechanic will now have to be changed.
5: All right, well, here's the idea behind the theory that I postulated about counting Displaying the score afterwards, we know lag is when the server can't keep up with the requests and demands from each client. If it's putting back that point score every so often, and we see it jump several times during the minute, um, maybe that's the problem. Maybe the fact that the server is prioritizing communicating the score over getting I'm moving here or I'm attacking attacking there. Maybe that's half the problem.
1: Uh, Neo says, unless you can replicate the same test with and without lag, it's not a valid test or data is needed. So the next test needs to be preferably on that server. I don't know, Tony Rome, server 131. Do you have any vacant territories currently? If there's an empty spot on the map, then what the next test needs to be, nobody dropping a pin. On an empty takeover, but everybody PVPing in that system, and see if you duplicate the lag. That is the next step. Tony Rome says there's no vacant territories. Then I would, and I know it's a big ask, but I would proposition one of your one of your alliances to drop a tier one for the purposes of science. I I, I know that that is an an incredibly large ask, but. That would be the next step of this test. Neo is right. We now have a control, but now we need, we need more evidence on what is actually causing the lag. Here, here's the thing. What we do know, Neo, it wasn't a wasted test. What we do know, what we do now know, is that it has something to do with the actual event itself. Okay? It has something to do with it either being an active takeover Or the takeover itself, because you can bring all those ships in and PvP um, in a non active takeover. And by the way, they also made sure that it was done outside of the time blocks. So there wasn't an active takeover going on anywhere else either. So we've got a good control. Now we need to push further. Now we need to find out if it's the way that the event is counting points or if it's just the event itself and running the qualification checks for all the systems. Ideally, if you, had a, if you had an alliance drop a tier one, and then it comes up for takeover, and nobody drops a pin, that means somebody's going to be without that territory for seven days. And, and that's what I'm saying. I know it's a big ask. But if nobody drops a pin, and you come in, and you're still plagued with lag, then now we know it's the event itself and not necessarily, you know, just the point-getters. Now we...
0: It up? Can't do not not go in, score one point, and get out, and let the other people participate? Well, you
1: would also... You would have to remove all bases. I mean, you'd have to... Re, you'd have to do... I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the evolution of that test would look like. If you removed all bases, if you removed every single base, you came in and you scored one point, and then that ship warped out... And you just let everybody else PvP. That could be a test, but it could still leave a question mark open. You
0: know yeah, what I'm well, saying? You're located, you can just be booted.
4: We just do on fifteen. There's empty territories. You know, John. You know, fog. You know, you know everybody. Big country. All all five major alliances would come do it.
1: Well, the thing is, we would have to we would have to make sure that nobody ends up dropping a pin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's smaller alliances that are not part of our everyday conversation that may come in and drop a pin. Uh, but, yeah, Server 15 is actually primed right now. You know, Wicked Witch, I don't know if she's listening right now. It's so funny, because I just got done talking maybe a week or two ago about how stale territory capture was. And I know Big countries uh, at least in the chat. Big, are you in voice right now? Big Country. Maybe not. Uh, it's It's very interesting, because after... I said that there's not been anything happen on 15. Our map has, for what, it's almost like server 15 says, okay, hold my beer. Because the server 15 map has been redonkulously busy over the last 10 days. I mean, Alliance is giving up entire swatches of territories. We've got, what do you think, Wham? Two or three completely empty territory zones right now because people have. Oh, there's more than that. There's a lot of
0: territories that are vacant. Hey, what's up, big?
4: Five right now. Six. Uh, So Alliances are trading particle spots. That's all they're doing. You like Boco and Rum swapped. Well,
1: yes, but those territories are being contested in a lot of cases. There's been some big battles. Um, As a matter of fact, you know, even my own alliance suffered a loss this past week. We actually did try to defend a territory and lost it um so there's been a lot of movement but as a result of that movement um there are some vacancies on the map and big if we were able to coordinate this uh it would be a massive win it'd be a massive win for the purposes of this testing um and by the way folks this type of testing is testing that scopely is not capable of doing on their own they're not they're not capable of creating um, you know, three hundred player accounts and bringing in three and four ships per player account. they're not capable of that scale of testing. Well, this is testing that we can do that that scopely cannot, and so I mean, would
0: love hey, to continue this. Why doesn't scopely just make a server for other people like you know get like uh player testers like from the community to get an account on there to, it's, like it's in all intents and purposes, it behaves like a normal server, and then okay, we need to test something out. We need to rally up the play testers. This is the goal. Let's do it. You know, I'm not saying that that's not something
1: that they would want to do. You know, I've been pushing my player advisory panel, although a little bit less over the last month or so, but it's definitely not something I've given up on. Um, And I know a piece of that conversation has been beta testing. As a matter of fact, they took a very small step, certainly not a very large one, but a baby step in that direction with some of you guys on Android downloading a beta client. Some of you guys may be curious about what that is and you're expecting game testing and you're expecting different things. That's actually not at all what that client was designed to do. Um, That client, uh, whether, I mean, obviously you sign, you know, you click the acknowledgement when you downloaded it, but that particular client is doing nothing other than sending back metric data right now. So if you are in that client, you're getting the same APK as everybody else, but you are also now transmitting more data back to them on the performance of your client than what somebody else may be doing so when you if you are on that beta apk from android you're not getting any different gameplay but they're able to monitor your account in a closer way at least that's what they say so logins
0: like have it where like you go in your settings and say switch like login so then you hop over to that test server now within within the same game so basically, it's like it's just a matter of you don't have to have a second account or anything like that. It's basically just log in, log out this user, and log in as this user on the same game. That would be an ideal way to go about it, right? Uh yeah, yeah, it would be.
1: I just, it, but for the same reason that we don't have multi-platform access, I think this game has an architectural limitation on multi, you know, on multiple accounts with the same login. You know, uh, that's why, you know, for example, alternate accounts have to be attached to different emails. And therefore, because of limitations like uh, iOS that use Game Center, you literally can't do it. You you can only do it on BlueStacks um, because you have to actually be able to create that separate instance, that separate account. So, um, you know, yeah. uh, And actually, Neo just posted it in there right there. And it says that it's basically for mechanical... Uh, implementation and, and monitoring of things, for such as, for example, frame rate, loading times, and general gameplay stability, as the notes indicate. You're not getting any different content, but they are monitoring your account closer for more data. And again, baby step, but step in the right direction. So maybe eventually we do see a player test server. That would be wonderful. Um, but, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, really truthfully, and I'm not saying... That, you know, I don't want that feature. I would absolutely love that feature. But to a certain extent, we're capable of doing those things here ourselves as well. And as Tony Rome uh, and his server, 131, have been able to demonstrate, they very wonderfully executed stage one of our control testing and territory capture. And now we need to take it to another level. And as we, and, and I'm going to turn this into a, a little mini-series. I asked Tony Rome for permission to use uh, everything he sent me and we're going to make videos out of it. We're going to create a mini-series about this. This is test one. This is step one. The next test needs to be during an active contested takeover with no point getters. And and that is going to be arguably a little bit more challenging. But maybe big, maybe we can try to do that on our server. I don't know. We need to figure out a way to make sure that there are no point getters. And then we need to load that system with 500 ships, and we need to PVP. Because I I think that's the next logical test. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the next test because that will tell if there's absolutely no point getters and we still experience debilitating lag, then that tells us that the, that the software or the code is actually checking every single player for eligibility. And if that's the case, that may even be a simple rewrite guys. It could be a simple rewrite. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think that it, it has the capability of being a simple rewrite in just the way that they're checking for eligibility. But if it's an active takeover with no point getters and we have no lag, then now we absolutely know that it is with the accumulation of points. And that is going to have to merit a conversation towards how do we score this in an, in an alternate fashion. And that, that will be tricky. That'll be difficult. Because the, the, the intent behind the way territory capture was written is actually extremely balanced. I mean, in, in theory, I love the way it's balanced. It gives every alliance the opportunity. I mean, seriously. what My alliance is one of the most powerful on the server. Big? Agree or disagree? And by God, we lost a territory this week. All right? How did we lose a territory? We were outmanned. We were outmanned. And that's the beauty of territory capture, at least conceptually, is that everybody has a shot. Tony Rome it comes says to active players, that's what it, comes it does to. it does. Tony Rome says, but uh, DJ, wouldn't the server still be calculating points, or rather checking for point scores, even if there are none? That's the next test, Tony, that you've got it. That's exactly the the next test. If there are if if the lag is is earth-shattering, than it is in checking for the points. It's in the eligibility, because there's going to be 500 other ships there, but no one's getting the points. So, is it the action of eligibility checking, or is it the action of actually earning the points?
0: You were talking about, you know, having us do all the work for scoping testing this out. Aren't they just sitting there knowing exactly the answer to how they calculate points?
1: Well, I mean... You know, sure, maybe, maybe I can have this conversation and maybe we get to skip this test. Um, that's certainly possible, but I, I also
0: go with a what if. Um, it doesn't concern whether or not it causes the lag. It's just a matter of, it's just knowing, going in, knowing how the... Knowing, the, knowing the procedure. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, yeah, maybe so. Maybe this, Maybe this
1: test that Tony Rome did is good enough. You know, maybe now we can prove that it does have something to do with the event itself, and they can take a, lo- a closer look at that particular code. Certainly possible. Absolutely possible. And, and I'll try that. I'm not saying that I'm not going to bring it up, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, maybe so. Yeah, it's a good idea, and, and I'll bring that up. Maybe we don't need another test. Maybe we've done enough for Scopely to now be pointed in the direction that it needs to go to. And, and Snake Eyes, he says, I'm being ignored. No, you say lag is client-server communication errors. That's not incorrect, but it it's it's deeper than that, too. It's also potentially the timeout or the overflow of incoming commands. It, it may not be communication between your client and the server. That connection may be strong. But if the server itself does not have enough sockets to receive all the information, or, hell, it may not be. Listen, we, we may be proving right now that it's not necessarily lag uh, as we have defined it in the past as far as communication between server but this could be a processor lag this could literally be the, the points eligibility query is taking so much processing power that it is literally delaying the response back to the clients which is why we see ships frozen why we see the picard maneuver why we see rubber banding it could be processing it could literally be that the server itself is so bogged down with all of the commands that it's trying to run to just check for points eligibility that it's not able to com- to do other tasks it's like when you have your pc up and and it, you know it takes um, Actually, okay, hold on. Let me, so I'm going to stop my example for a second. Snake I says, I'm saying the reason that a battle takes 30 seconds is because the client is waiting for confirmation of the end of the battle from the server. The priority information that is getting communicated by the client and server is the points accumulation. Then the client is going to keep waiting until the server responds. That is not entirely true. Not entirely true. Because if I'm stuck in battle for 30 seconds... It's not just on my client. It's also on Big's client. It's also on Wham's client, which means that the server itself is not returning the command of end of battle. Okay? So just because I'm stuck in battle doesn't mean that Big sees me idle and can target me. He can't target me either, which means it's not on the client's side. The server has not yet returned or completed the battle process because it's bogged down with something else, which means it, it, it it's it's frozen, it's stuck. All right, it's just like having a computer that you have to hit Control alt, Delete on. It's stuck, and until it's able to catch up on its other processes, then then it stays frozen. That's how like when you get the on Windows, you get the you know this window has stopped responding. Okay, you can either wait or you can cancel the task. All right, well, that's what the server's doing. It's waiting. It's waiting to catch up so that it can deliver a resolution to the process that it already began.
5: I think that's what I just said. But what I'm saying is the problem is the priority is the points and figuring and telling the client who's in this battle, what the points are. Don't tell the client that at all until it's over.
1: See, I don't I don't think that that is the priority. I don't think that the billboard in the client is what's causing the problem. I think it's literally on the server side who gets points, how many points they get, who doesn't get points, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's the literal, actual process of points accumulation. I don't think displaying that in a billboard fashion if,
5: matters. If that was true... Then the lag would take over the entire server during the takeover. The whole not server would freeze up.
7: Not necessarily. Hey, tr- we all s- go ahead. Tr- go ahead. Truth be told, this game is not built to handle the sort of activity that it gets. It it really isn't. And I'm sorry, I'm not an Irish. I sound like I'm aggressive. I'm really not.
1: Well, no, that's not. Um, that's not a secret. I don't. I don't think that that's even. Not been acknowledged by Scopely. Even Scopely has said the architecture of this game needs a rewrite, and they continue to put new content into it. They they continue to add new mechanics, which is overwhelming the architecture of the game. Even Scopely has acknowledged that. But you, at the same time, you can't just cease and desist on all development. You know, you've got to I figure agree. out a way. To, you've got to figure out a way to make it work. Um, have got to
7: figure out a way to make it work. You're absolutely right. And you know what? They're counting every ship in those territory systems, and they should only be counting the ships that are within the advances that are taken part. If that's
1: what's happening, we don't have confirmation that that's how it's working. Okay, we don't. But then, um,
7: but then, but then you've got to add on top of that the packet data connection between the client and the server. I mean, that's that's terrible. You well, but... With. But we were
1: also able to prove that the server itself is capable of handling that much data as evidenced by Tony's video. Tony's, ally- or Tony's server brought... What did you say it was, Tony? It was north of 250 because you guys actually did a roll call and checked, right? You told me we confirmed that it was more than 250 but less than 300 ships, which admittedly is still slightly yes. small, okay? is still slightly that, small uh, but big
7: and you know what that's amazing and, and it is it's great you know and i love this game by the way but uh, is it capable of throwing that out in packet data to 1.5 million players of this game
1: well but but again one of their original iterations to avoid lag was to break it up eu American and North and APAC servers don't play territories at the same time, so that was one of their original things: was to try to break up the three regions of the world, and it had no it had no effect. Now, if that, gosh, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty, Snake Eyes, if they literally broke up the entire globe into thirds and it had absolutely zero effect, then at that time we probably should have assumed that it was an actual load. Created by players, we probably should have looked internally to processes and, and processing power. Um, but they did do that. Okay. They broke up APAC, European, and US servers to all be playing territories at the different times. But you guys, uh, I know I've heard some people complain that territories seem really condensed, right? Wham, you've even said it. We need broader time frames on territories. Guys, the reason they did that. Is because each server has roughly eight hours a day. <laughs> all right, or each region has roughly eight hours a day. It's not exactly that, all right, but it's roughly eight hours a day uh, on various days, and that is to keep the three regions of the world independent from one another. So, you know, they they did try to do that. Uh, Snake Eyes, to your point, you say if that's the case, the entire game would crash. That's also not true because we have also seen. Situations where Yarda is congested as hell, and the rest of the game functions appropriately. Um, we have also received indications from Scopely that different systems or different regions of space in the game have their own dedicated servers and dedicated por- uh, you know, portions of processing and so forth and so on. But again, even solving Yarda lag, this brings me back to uh, Yarda in points accumulation. Listen, Yarda. Has no problem mining data when there's not an event. Throw an event in there, and now Yarda goes to hell. And it's the same concept. We have been experiencing this concept since Yarda was introduced with speed mining.
5: Yeah. And yeah, I, I, think Yarda, you're... I
1: think Yarda always has a problem once it gets over fifteen people. But maybe, it, maybe it, can't it does. Calculate
6: the officer bonuses.
1: Maybe it does. But DJ, you're, you're, you're also, you're, you may not be accumulating those points, but you're mining 3,700 units in six seconds. Put 15 people in there. You may not be scoring for an event, but you're still accumulating something at an extremely rapid pace. I
5: oh, yeah, was like right. DJ, you're missing what I'm saying completely. All right. What I, wh- the point I'm trying to make is the server itself isn't locking up like your Windows would if you had 17 things going on. What's happening is a program is locking up. A system is locking up. And the reason I think that it's locking up is because it's communicating the points and the scoring through the exact same sockets that battle, movement, and everything else is communicated on. And something has to wait until a socket opens up to get, an, to get a response.
1: Listen, I hear what that you're makes, saying, dude. I, I hear sense. what you're saying, I, and but i just i kind of disagree that it's the display of points because the display of points is a very simple small data packet what's it not should I mean, be well but that's, it's
5: that's, sending it out to 250 people at the exact same time just yeah, like we, when yeah, everybody experience- logs in just like when everybody logs in at event reset and collects their, their alliance points that they just won it lags out because it's sending it to twenty million people at the same time.
1: Well, it could be. I'm I just I mean, me personally, I disagree that it's the that this is the scoreboard. All right. But I may be wrong. Listen, none of us know what the code looks like. None of us know what the processes look like on the server. My opinion is that it's just trying to do too much too fast. And and your opinion is not necessarily wildly that it's different, but but your suggestion that Take down the scoreboard and it'll be better. I don't know that I agree with that. I think it's deeper than that. So I, I hear what you're I, saying. I just, don't, I just don't agree with that solution. I think it's going to be deeper.
5: I, I think it's exactly that solution. And here's why you're, you're saying the server's locking up because the battle's going 30 seconds because the server can't handle it. If that was true at the exact same time, everyone else on the server wouldn't be do, able to do anything during that same 30 seconds.
1: But they can because they're in different systems, and and literally what I just said is, Scope themselves have acknowledged that different regions of space belong on different servers with different processes. All right, for example, that's their at least that's been the excuse. That's why Yarda screws up. By the way, that's why you can mine in Yarda and have a terrible time, uh, and territory be fine, or the PvP zones during the PvP PVE hybrid event. We've not experienced any debilitating lag in those systems. Why? Because you don't have 500 people in there doing everything at the exact same time. You got four or five or six or seven players in there doing it at the same time. By the way, those points still accumulating. It's not a massive number of points, everything is still accumulating. All right. But my point is there are different regions of space that are dedicated to different servers and different processes. And that's why they've always said that Yarda is its own thing because augment space was all dedicated to one server. Well, that's okay. I I,
5: I get all that, but my point is if we fill up every node in Yarda right now and go in circles, we're not going to have that same lag that we have when there's a a data mining event and it's, point pushing our scores to us every time we get off the lag, off the mine. Oh, That's disagree. where the Absolutely. lag is coming in.
1: I disagree. I disagree. Take I, Go fill I, up Yarda right now. I think if you go fill up Yarda right now um, and, and you have got every node in there and you've got everybody going back and forth, I bet it still lags out like crap.
2: No. Mm.
1: I mean, my, I could go down there with six other players and mine still lags out like, like a bitch. We need terrible money. Well, it's you terrible. also
5: have an that iPhone, of- an iPhone stuck.
1: <laughs>
6: okay, but some of the- well, some of that has to do with the officers that you're using as well, though, and how it calculates
1: that. Well, oh, that's what I'm saying. When you mine thirty, seven hundred items in six seconds, you know, you're still accumulating, you know, that green data. It's being counted somehow, man.
6: That's why I argue that they should just change the nodes to bigger again. And it would also make us PvP
3: more over there again.
7: Okay. Uh, so okay. And just we'll takes too long. It's it's not just about the counting. The counting is definitely important, but it's also about the amount of- and the stuff that's being counted for them. It is. It's it's an infrastructure thing. This well, game I- was never designed to have this sort of activity.
3: Well, I, have an I idea.
7: Yeah. Go ahead,
4: Wayne. So, do you guys have to actually see the PVP? So, let's let's just say that a Terra starts. An event pops up and then an, and an, the people that want to join the alliances, you know, of course, enter it. And that changes the event and as any player on the server would see this event, it says, what side do you want to join? Do I want to join Think, or do I want to join Athens? And it allows you to choose how many ships and which ships, and you put those ships in the queue. And it's the amount of power, like an armada, that wins the battle. So while that event is going on, your ships that you put to go towards the battle are locked. You can't use them to do anything else, right? And after the battle is finished, whoever had the most power wins, and all the players that had the lower power ships get destroyed. Might get your I get hate terror. that.
1: I love you, WAM, but I hate that. No. Because I hate that because there is a strategy towards PvP, who you hit, who's got what crew. And you, players. Can't, you can't do it. that. Oh, that takes officers. All your
6: officers and your officer powers and all the research you do, everything you've done, the whole entire game, that would negate that!
1: Yeah, I don't ship. like that at
4: all. The computer calculates that, which ships win based off what. But yeah.
1: Yeah, but but who's to say that it would make me fight your jelly as compared to your enterprise that's crude with Marcus, for example. I mean let me let me say this and and you guys have heard me name drop him a dozen times. Shout out Bojack. Uh, he came at me the other day. I was in Groomsbridge. I was just doing my daily, but we're at war. He came after me. Okay. Uh, I had my enterprise there, which was crude. My enterprise was crude with Marcus, so it was crude for an enterprise. Um, but I also had my auger there with my Discovery Burn crew. All right. He brought in his jelly and his enterprise. Now his jelly um was I don't remember how it was crude, but his enterprise, which can, by the way, absolutely destroy me, uh, was also crude with Marcus. Now, if I go head to head with him, enterprise to enterprise, I lose. All right. So instead. I kind of baited him around. His Enterprise moved faster than his Jelly. So he attacked both of my ships at the same time, but his Enterprise moved out into the lead. Well, I'm attacking him as well. My Enterprise is in front of my auger, but then I retreat my Enterprise and I attack his Enterprise with my auger. All right, by the way, I win that battle. Barely, but I do win that battle. Then his Jelly comes down. I go ahead and smack it again with my auger. Softens him just a tiny little bit, and then I can come at his jelly with my Marcus crew, and I defeat it. There is strategy. There is order of operations. We've always talked about. There's a way to do it, and a way to attack the crews that your opponents are bringing. Because if I had just hit Enterprise to Enterprise, and then his jelly versus my auger, I probably would have lost both. But instead, I won one, lost one, and then won one, and I still had the ship standing. You see what I'm saying? So just putting everybody into a bucket and then letting the computer calculate who's got the most power—I don't like that at all. That that just favors that just favors the whales. Which territory capture was really, truthfully, artistically and geniusly written not to do that.
4: It really favor was, the whales. Written because the more person that has the more ships still wins.
6: Not if a computer's choosing what ship goes to what. It doesn't know what you
4: would do. Oh, you don't understand. You're totally wrong. So, number also has a place in the point scale. So, if Alliance had more people, even though they had lower power, they would still win the, have a possibility to win the battle, depending on how much points you adjusted to it. Sorry, I'm chewing on peanuts.
1: You're, you're fine. I just, I don't, I don't want the computer to, to choose my simulations for me. I want to choose to, to hit that Enterprise right. with my auger first. You, you know mean what I'm idea saying? Idea number
2: two,
4: an alliance gets so many tokens. Let's say 10,000 when they join a contested territory. And they can choose what alliances are on their side. And only those tokens run out. And that's uh, for the battle inside the, the territory. They're gone. No one else can enter. And whoever's left of the ships inside uh, win the battle. Or, and how many tokens are left. You know what I'm saying? There's a limited number of entries. So you have to choose which players you would send in.
1: Well, I know. And what you're going to do is you're going to send in the 20 million Kelvins. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't like it. Well, that's what's
4: already going in there already. So what's the difference?
1: Except now I can evade. I can still score points. I can can avoid that Kelvin.
4: No, no, no. So you're still doing that. That's still happening. But there's only a set amount of uh, how many times you can enter the system. Like you can't keep flooding it. With like a thousand people, you're you're limited to how many times you can enter. Once you once you run out of tokens, that's it.
1: No, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, that's, that's how every student Somebody with their background noise there. I I'm not saying that that's a, a bad idea. I don't think I personally like it, but at this point, truthfully, all options should be on the table because what we have now doesn't work what we have now does not work and so yes there does have to be something different there has to be something different
4: well i mean so we've had pvp battles before before territories came out in a system with like a thousand people and we always had lag so i don't know what you're i'm not saying the the number of calculation is not the problem and it probably is 90 percent of it but you're still gonna have lag with a thousand ships in a system i guarantee it but well, i would and like and that again
1: yeah, it comes down comes down to core architecture, and again, I, 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 this doesn't solve lag. It doesn't, <laughs> you know. Even Scopelies acknowledged that. But if we can improve it to a point where a major game feature is playable, then that should be considered. No, I don't. I don't think. Again, I don't think you solve lag without a major rewrite. But I think we've also all established that's not coming anytime soon. So we gotta we gotta make do with what we got.
4: Yeah, and we what about- gotta figure out how to make it work. So dilution is always a solution. So option three is you create multiple places where battles can take place for the same territory. Multiple systems, multiple areas, like let's say 15, 16 systems across the, the galaxy. Well,
1: you know, ironically, that was one of my earlier suggestions way back in the beginning is that, like way back in the beginning, is that each zone was not its own time. Like once it merged into your alliance, you had to protect all of them at the same time
4: all the discovery zones like you just make those for the for the territory that's up is the pvp battlegrounds the ships in those zones are the ones that are calculated not and all crammed into one
1: well i mean that that kind of fits with uh you know the theory that i had is hey listen if you've got five zones then you've got at least 12 or 13 systems that you would have to defend all at the same time and that could potentially help some of the, you know, spreading it out over multiple systems. But if it's the points calculation, then none of it matters anyway. You see what I'm saying? If it's, if it's the actual points. Well,
4: so, it I don't it know. depends if the points is getting bogged down because it's trying to calculate all those ships in one condensed space. But if it's across the whole galaxy, it should be less of an issue for the server. It should be.
1: Let me, let me ask this question because I, I don't know that I've ever asked it nor have I bothered to look into it. When Yarda is a miserable poop hole... What is it like mining red data at a lower level system? Is it still bad?
4: It's only yarda. None of the other systems have seem to have an issue.
1: Just but Yarta. no
4: one mines red data, so that's technically a, a nice question. <laughs> for reason,
0: yeah, yeah right. I know. That's a, a tough question. System. It's a per system calculation funnel bottleneck. I mean, it could
1: be. It could be. You know, and, and so I don't know. But I mean, I don't know it's it we've had a lot of good conversation about it so we'll probably wrap it up right there it's an actually it's a very good hypothesis session and further testing is needed but now we i do still believe that we got uh we've got a step in the right direction you know the the test that Tony Rome ran with his server is a wonderful test and it's eye opening it's eye opening and and leads us to believe now that we have taken one more step in isolating the problem that is territory capture lag, and uh, and I, I'm not going to be the one to dismiss it. I think it's a wonderful test, and I think more testing is needed, but we've definitely moved in the right direction. But what Scopely chooses to do with that is obviously you know in their court. So uh, With that, we'll wrap up this particular conversation. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the hint that we gave, which was absolutely vague. And done so intentionally. <laughs> thank you guys so very much uh, for putting up with that. Uh, yes, thank you, Bubba Joe, for your delicious-looking bowl of soup. I want that so, so bad. Um, as we uh, wind down our show tonight, I want to thank everybody for coming in and hanging out. I appreciate you guys' flexibility with me uh, regarding the studio production today. I just I just wasn't wasn't really feeling it. However... I should have known better because coming in here and hanging out with you guys here this evening has uh, has definitely lifted my spirits and helped me feel a little bit better. So I appreciate you guys joining in this particular instance, this episode of Talking in Cars with DJs. Uh, we will hopefully, if Stevens Aaron is, uh, has successfully captured our audio, we will upload it as it has uh, been yet again another very enlightening episode. And uh, we'll pub- publish that up. In the meantime, please... Uh, those of you who are here, be uh, be aware and feel free to check out our website, talkingtrekstfc.online, talkingtrekstfc.online, where you can go and uh, find all the links to our various uh, other shows, uh, archives of our previous episodes, as well as um, links over to our YouTube and be aware of all the content that is coming very very soon. Many, many videos. Some great podcasts are going to be coming. We will be live on the air Wednesday, of course, after maintenance to discuss everything that has happened uh, with the maintenance that launches on Tuesday and uh, what it may bring. Uh, Truck and Chick took a vacation day. Uh, we, I've been talking with Panic. Uh, we have a proposed day the makeup, uh well, it won't be a makeup. We just have a proposed day for his March interview, but I, there's just no time to make stuff up uh with the maintenance that's coming. Plus, coming in March, don't forget we do have a sit down with a Scopley developer. That is happening this month as well. So not as much time to do makeup content, so to speak. But yeah, he uh, he has a date in the books for the March state of the game as we do with Scopely developer Cowboy Kirk who will be joining us this month. My name is Ultimate DJs. I've been your host of Talking Trek Live, uh, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, as we wrap up here tonight with uh, an episode of Talking Cars with DJs. Thank you guys also very much. Appreciate you. Love you so much. We'll talk to you on the next one. See you there. Bye-bye.